Amen. Can we celebrate our kids and our teenagers? Come on. We love you guys. Have a good day. And I know um, first Sundays for middle school, high school, go with Pastor Brianna. If you're in elementary, you go back there with Rachel. And uh, the rest of you are stuck with me. So I haven't been here in five weeks, so we're doing six sermons today. So you may be seated. Let's get some lights up. So make sure you take some notes. You thought I was just going to come in and do one sermon? That's hilarious. That's awesome. Um, no, so glad to be back. Uh, today's message is entitled, Are You Wearing the Right Thing? Are you wearing the right thing? And no, I'm not going to be talking about what you're physically wearing, okay? It's not one of those sermons. Are you wearing the right thing? You know, uh, if you're like me, maybe you're a little bit of a planner. It depends on what I'm doing, but sometimes I'll plan out Sunday what I'm going to wear. Um, usually it's just these black Nikes, and I'm a pretty basic guy, but I usually just wear a, a, a polo. Is that okay? So maybe for you, you get up in the morning and you plan out what you are going to wear Maybe to work or to the beach or if it's hot. Has it been hot outside? Yeah. It's awful. Like, like, come on. Next time I go on long vacation, it's going to be in January. So, in Florida, right? But you plan out what you wear. You wear something specifically for what you are doing, right? Most of you. Have you ever been to something or you go on a trip, you're like, man, I really should have brought a hoodie, or I really shouldn't have wore my really nice white Nikes to this event. Anybody like that, or is that just me? So now I take a backpack, and I make sure I am prepared, and I wear what? The right thing. Um, I want to show you a photo of me when I was about six, seven years old. You see this guy? You see my missing tooth? I was a real hockey player. So this is in about 1991, um, and, you, and uh, that's me. So we're, I'm going to tell you a little story while we keep that up here. In hockey, when you're a kid, everybody gets the chance to be a goalie. That's not goalie gear. I know some of you have no idea what hockey is. They have pads on, um, They've got a mask, okay? So when you're that age, everybody sometime during the hockey season gets to be a goalie. So uh, where I grew up, we were in a, the rink we were at was so old, literally in Canada, we call our rinks barns, because guess what? It's just a barn, and it's minus 10 in there. Your feet, your toes, by the time you leave, your toes are frozen and it is cold. So I go out for warm-up, and I'm skating around during warm-up on my day to be goalie, and it's really breezy. I'm like, what's happening? And my dad's like, from the side, like, come back in. I'm like, what? What's wrong? You forgot your pants. You forgot your pants. So in hockey, those black things, they're kind of more like shorts, but those are called hockey pants. I had no pants on. 
I was not wearing the right thing. And it was really awkward. I went back in, I put the right thing on, and they scored like eight goals on me. I think our team lost, but it was fun. Are you wearing the right thing? You know what's kind of wrong with our culture right now? Is we're wearing the wrong thing. We're putting on the wrong thing. I don't mean physically, like me when I was playing hockey. We have the wrong thing on, and there is a right and a wrong. Right? Our culture is like, everything is right. Have you ever noticed that on the news? Everything. Just do what you want. Whatever, wherever your heart leads you. The Bible says your heart leads you to destruction. <laughs> We're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. Right? There's a right and that there's a wrong. Look what the Bible says in Isaiah 5.20. Look at this. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. There is a right. There is a wrong. We live in a culture now where people are calling good evil and evil good. Have you noticed that? We're not going to get into all the particulars, but you can see it in lots of different places. Look what Proverbs 14, 12 says as we open this up. Look. This, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. You know, only God knows what is right, and he gives us the roadmap to righteousness, and it's in the word of God. What we think might be right one day, the next day we're like, proved wrong. Have you noticed that? Like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then the next day, you're like, that was a big failure. I messed that one up. Aren't you glad that God gives you a second chance and a third one and a fourth one? Amen. And what, what's crazy about our culture that we live in is if you follow this and you're striving to do the right thing, You're canceled. You're told like you are a dinosaur. Are you serious? You believe that? But guess what, church? God has a higher calling for people, for everybody. He loves everybody. He has special things for everybody to do. What do you mean? There's a right thing to put on and a wrong thing that you should take off. Some of us are still wearing the old clothes before we, came a, before we became a believer. So what we're going to be studying today is Colossians 3. Um, my family and I, we do a, a monthly uh, memory verse and it's in here. I'll tell you which one it is once we get there. But it started making me think, like, I need to study. Have you ever read a verse, and you're like, oh, that's awesome, but then you forget to read everything on before and after it, and you just kind of, like, cherry pick, oh, that's a good verse? So this is, we're going to study all of it today, and we're going to start in Colossians 5, or sorry, Colossians 3, 5. 
And look what it says here. The writer gets down to business quickly. He starts telling us the wrong clothing that we are wearing. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once, everybody say once, the life you once lived. But verse 8 says, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. So these are some of the clothing today. We're going to, if you haven't yet, we're going to take these off and I'm going to show you what we're going to replace them with today. Here's what he's saying to take off. Look, anger. Malice, or rage, sorry, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. That's pretty straightforward stuff, isn't it? Here is all the stuff we used to have, and we're supposed to take those off. I cannot believe God would ask us to do this. Who really wants to be angry, though? Anybody out there? Can I just see some hands? <laughs> some, two of you want to be angry? Okay. See, that's, not, that's a pretty good, not a lot, right? No one wants to lie slander. Some of us are still wearing these old clothing and the writer's saying to turn it in and you have a choice of what you can wear. And then it jumps to verse 12. And look what it says here. And this is what we're going to study today. Look, it says in verse 12, therefore, as God's chosen people, what holy and dearly loved. I kept reading clearly loved because the D looks like a C and an L. So when I was memorizing this verse with my family, I'm like, and clearly loved. Sure. Dearly loved. Look, and here's the kicker. Clothe. Everybody say clothe. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for giving us this word. Lord, I pray that you would illuminate us and help us understand you and ourselves. And Lord, if there's any change, if there's any of these this old clothing, would you take it off and replace it with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. So I got some ideas for you today. If you want to write them down or if you want to grab your phone and write them in there, the first one is old to new. Who likes new stuff? 
Like it's, it's that season where you go buy your kids new shoes just because school is going back in. Tara asked our daughter, Emma, Emma, do you need new shoes for school? No, I'm good. What kid says that? Anytime my parents came up to me and said, do you need some new shoes? I'm like, yes. Three of them. Three of them. Three pairs, that is. I couldn't wear three shoes. But we all like new. And as believers, Jesus has made us new. When we follow him, he's made us new. We aren't like a restoration, right? Like, hey, you buy this car and you do a ground-up restoration. It's like, oh, that's like a Christian. No, 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 no. No, that, that car is thrown out. And God has given you a new life. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Look at this, church. Therefore, if anyone... Anyone is in Christ. The new creation has what? The old is gone. The new is here. Right? It's, it's on the back wall. Like, it's right there. I put it there so that I would remember to make sure people understood that they are a new creation in Christ. And as a new creation in Christ, guess what God does? He gives you new clothes to wear. Some of you got your New Hope shirts on today. Look at these. Come on, let's give it up for them. I think there's a few left. But when you are saved, when you are a follower of Christ, you don't have to wear all the old stuff. He gives you something new to wear. Compassion, kindness, gentleness, humility, and so on and so forth, right? I remember uh, the story about Lazarus. Remember him? Lazarus was, Lazarus was a, a, one of Christ's best friends. And Jesus finds out that Lazarus is sick. He's like, well, I'll go there soon. Then when he shows up, days later, he shows up to Mary, and who? Yeah? And says, how's Lazarus? He's been dead for four days, Jesus. And they're kind of upset about this thing. You'd be upset too, right, if your friend... So he's been in the grave... For four days. And look what Jesus does in John eleven forty three to forty four. Look. Jesus called in a loud voice Lazarus. Lazarus. Can I hear you guys do it? Yeah, it would have sounded like that. Come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen 
and a cloth around his face. And then Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Come on, somebody. Take it off. Why? He wasn't dead anymore. Church, if you are a follower of Jesus, your old life is gone. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Take off the grave clothes, church. Take off what you've been carrying around. You now have freedom. Amen? Guess what they did in 1776? They took down the British flag. They took down the grave clothes. And guess what they did? They had a new flag. Take off the grave clothes. You don't have to wear it anymore. You have freedom in Christ. You don't have to have anger or malice anymore. You can have compassion and kindness. You are new. But guess what, church? There's a lot of followers of Christ that want to hold on to the old clothes. They want to hold on to the old life. Well, it's just this. Like, I'm going to compartmentalize. I'm not a Christian in this area of my life, but I'm a Christian in this area. I'm new creation over here, and this little bit, not so much. It doesn't work that way. I believe it's all or nothing. Either you take off the grave clothes and clothe yourself with the new clothes, you can't be in the middle. And I believe in our culture, that's where we are. Right? Well, I just want to follow along with what everybody else is doing. Like, I need to be up on what they're watching and what they're listening to. Well, just so you know, Lazarus didn't need his grave clothes anymore. Why? Because he was alive. He couldn't even seize. Imagine back then, he's like a mummy coming out of the coming out of the grave, right? But they took the strips off, and then he could see clearly. And guess who he probably saw first? The one calling him out of the grave. Church, today, Jesus is calling you out of the grave. He's calling you into freedom. He's saying, take it off the old stuff. You were dead, now you are alive. Now you are new. Brand new. So maybe some of us are at that point, right? We're at the transition point. We're taking off the old stuff. We're understanding our new life with Christ. Or we're in this part of our, we've already taken off the old stuff, but now we're like, I don't know what to do now. Number two, you ready? It's right in the scripture. Look, number two, clothe yourself. Put some clothes on, church. 
what I believe this speaks to is spiritual maturity. Jesus isn't going to show up at your house and put your clothes on for you. Jesus isn't going to show up at your house and be like, okay, Landon, open up to, and now I'll read it for you. No, he's asking you to be part of the process. Well, I've got my pastor. Every Sunday he's going to give me the word and I'll get through the whole week. Listen, you're not going to get through the whole week because of what I preached to you. You're going to get to the whole week because you're going to clothe yourself. You're going to eat some meat. You're going to prepare yourself a meal. You're going to put some clothes on like compassion and kindness. Why does he say clothe yourself? We have some ownership in this. It's interesting that he says clothe yourself. Guess what? Imagine a rack of clothing back here, okay? The moment you get saved, guess what happens? The rack becomes full of all sorts of amazing things for you. Today, I'm going to put on the t-shirt of freedom, right? It's all these amazing gifts that the day you're saved just show up in your spiritual wardrobe. Anybody with me today? Or am I just preaching at myself? Come on, church. The day you get saved, you get all of these gifts, and all you got to do is take them off the rack and put them on. And guess what? It's the perfect fit. You don't have to worry about what size, small, extra small, triple, extra large. It doesn't matter. It fits you because Jesus created it for you. He went to the cross. He bled and died on the cross, went to the grave. Three days later, guess what he did? He rose from the grave, and now you have all the clothing, the spiritual clothing that you'll ever need. Amen? Come on, church. Clothe yourself. If you follow God, he's going to give you all the clothes you need. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Down a verse, he gives you forgiveness even. Right? It doesn't stop at those five. There's forgiveness. You can have forgiveness. You can give the gift of what? Forgiveness. Put them on. If you're putting on the old clothes every day, are you really a follower of Jesus? Why? Some of us are trying to wear both. Are we dressing the part? We can't have two masters, can we? I know this scripture is about money, but it, it can, we can kind of fit it in here if we, if we try, I guess. Look what it says in Matthew 6.24. It says, no one can serve what? Two masters. Right? Maybe you're at work and you have a boss, and then, he, and then there's this other person who thinks they're your boss. You have some of those at your work? I don't at my work. I just got one boss. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And he just, but at your work, you may have a boss and then the one who thinks they're the boss. 
the, la- the lady at the office or something, you know, at the front desk. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. And then look, it says you cannot serve both God and money. He's talking about money here. But there's other gods. There's other things that we idolize in our culture, isn't there? Look what Ephesians 4.24 says. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. To put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Listen, church, our old man, our old self before we follow Jesus is deceitful, has deceitful desires. 23, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on, everybody say put on. What? The new Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. This is directly from the Word. Put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You know, if you were a soldier, a bus driver, a baseball player, a football player, a policeman, a police lady, guess what you would do when you, before you go to work? You put on the uniform. And guess what? When you show up at work, if you're in the military, they're going to know, and they're going to know your rank. And then they're going to know their place, aren't they? For some of you that... We're in the military. Thank you for your service. Same with our police officers. Baseball player, right? If you don't show up and you're wearing your Yankees jersey, sorry, excuse me, no. They're not going to know what team you're on. Church, if we don't wake up in the morning and we put on what God has given us, are they going to know who you follow? Do you, are you wearing the right uniform? Are you, when you post things on Facebook, is it being filtered through what you just put on that morning? Well, I hate this and I hate that. I can't believe this president, you know, whatever you're posting. Are you filtering it through compassion, kindness, humility, patience, all of those things? That's just why I don't post on Facebook. (laughs) There's like a photo of my daughter. Who can get offended by that? Many people probably, you know. Are we putting off the old self? And are we putting on the new self? And what we wear is important to what we are. And this is Paul's point in in Colossians, isn't it? 
in the spiritual sense. You need to dress yourself spiritually to make your identity known, even physically, for people, right? And I am the first one to tell you, I've been places even this last month where I did not put on the right clothes. And I maybe treated someone not the right way or with kindness. And I'm like, man, I messed that up big time. But guess what? God gives you a chance the next day. Everybody say three. Number three. Look at this. This is the third one. Complete the ensemble. I'm not talking about a musical group. I'm talking about the clothing, okay? Complete the ensemble. Now we've talked about all these great things, right? Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. But there are two more in the scripture that we're reading. Look, verse 13, look what it says. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So we also have to put on forgiveness, right? And some of us, we have, we, we're bitter about something and God's like, forgiveness, put, put on forgiveness. And then the seventh one, look at this. And this is the one that holds it all together. Maybe, maybe it's the belt that, that, you know, the ladies wear like a, like a, like this really nice dress and then they put a belt or something. I don't know. I don't, I've seen my wife do it. It's pretty. And like the earrings or whatever. Maybe that's what this is. that holds it all together. Okay. Look, (laughs) verse 14. Um, yeah. And over all these virtues, put on what? Which what? Binds them all together in perfect unity. Today, Jesus is giving you love that binds all of these together. So we've got this beautiful rack. The day that we became Christians, it's got all sorts of clothing on it. And then the last one on the line, and the greatest one is love. And we, we always got to put that one on because it holds it all together. It holds all this in maybe sometimes. Which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, I don't know about you, church, but don't you want to get rid of the old garments? Don't you want someone to show up? That he said, take off the grave clothes. Guess what? That's the part where Lazarus couldn't do it himself, could he? He asked someone else to do it. Guess what today, church? Jesus can take off all your grave clothes. All the clothes that when you were dead in your sin, guess what? You can ask him today. Lord, take off the grave clothes. And guess what he'll do? He'll take them off. You'll look around, and you'll have a whole new wardrobe. Isn't that beautiful? You'll have this brand new wardrobe full of all these beautiful things that God created for you. 
The world wants Christians to think that they're dinosaurs or or there has been people who come along who say they're Christians and they're very judgmental or very hateful. Guess what? If they're judgmental and hateful and rude or arrogant, they have not yet taken off the grave clothes or allowed the Lord to take off the grave clothes and give new clothing. What if the compassion that God clothes us with, the kindness, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, what if all of those things started going out into our world on you? And the people start saying, wow, that Christian is really the one I've been hearing about. Compassionate, kind, gentle, patient, forgiving, loving. I can't believe it. And guess what? You could change your workplace, your school, your home. You could even change Walmart and Publix when you show up there. Look what it says in 1 John 4, 7 to 8. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because what? God is love. So today... Let God take off the old grave clothes and give you the new ones. Also, can we teach this to our kids? Can you go home today and this week and teach this to your children? I feel like a lot of times, and I don't want to step on any toes that badly today, but I feel like a lot of times we'd rather give a kid one of these than to give a kid some of this. Like, ah, oh, they're bothering me here. Just go do your, do your thing. Don't let this teach our kids. A lot of you alive, a lot of us young, older, we're complaining about our culture, but we're allowing them to keep the grave clothes on. If they're our responsibility... We need to be showing them about the new clothing that they could have that will change their life. It'll change their family tree forever. Amen? And so would you, would you consider even, let's go way back to the, to the Scripture, uh, verse 12, Colossians 3.12, if you don't mind. It's near the top. Would you consider... She'll find it. It's near the top. I think it's the third or fourth. It's the fourth scripture in. Would you consider memorizing this verse with your family this week? Can we try it together? Look at this. Let's look. Let's look. One, two, three. Therefore, as God's cho- chosen people, holy and dearly loved, 
Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Would you consider memorizing that with your kids this month, with me and my family? It'll change. We'll start thinking when we're out there like, wait, wait a second. I've got the compassion t-shirt on today. I've got the kindness. I clothed myself this morning with gentleness, with patience. Right? I put this on because of the gift that God gave me. Can we stand before we go today? Maybe today, bow our heads just for a moment. Maybe today you came in, and as I spoke, God started tapping you on the shoulder saying, it's time for you to allow me to take off all the grave clothes, all the old stuff you used to wear, anger, malice, lust. All of those things. And maybe today you want to ask God, Lord, would you please take those off? So just do that right now. We're just we're going to be quiet. We're going to keep our heads bowed. Just talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, take off the grave clothes. I've been putting this on and this on and this on. And I know it doesn't glorify you. I know it's it's not the righteous living you're asking of me. Would you free me of this clothing? in part two as we keep our eyes bowed just just to give us a moment Lord would you give me those gifts today that I can clothe myself with would you bless me with those compassion I find it hard to be compassionate Lord help me be compassionate kindness help me to be kind even in those hard situations. Lord, give me humility in a world full of pride. Lord, that I would be a humble person. That I would put others before myself. That I'd have true humility. Gentleness. Would would you help me speak gently to others? Give a gentle answer. Lord, Give me patience. Help me to forgive. And Lord, most importantly, would you bind it all together with love? Help me to experience your love and help me to present your love to other people. That I would be a true 
Christ follower. The old is gone. The new has come. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for everyone who said, Lord, take off the old clothes. Lord, thank you for everyone who prayed the prayer to to give the gifts of compassion and, and so on. Lord, I pray that you would bless them today, Lord. Lord, that there would be families all over this room that when they leave this place, Lord, Colossians 3.12 would be on their heart, would be on their mind, and they would be teaching it to their kids, to their grandkids, to their great-grandchildren, Lord. Lord, I pray that, that we would see freedom in our lives as you take off the old and give us the new. Lord, we pray a blessing over each one today, and we will st- we will end with the very first four verses of this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen.